Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the people of the world together. And when we hear the voices of women, when we listen to real lives of women from other countries, we connect our cultures without differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Victoria Boychenko. Victoria is an Erasmus Mundus Master Program Waves Scholarship winner from Ukraine, now living in Gandia, Spain, and studying at UPV, Polytechnic University of Valencia, Campus Gandia. Victoria loves reading fantasy and psychology books, cooking, dancing, and hanging out with her friends. Now she is training with aerial gymnastics on the hoop, and earlier on she had tried ballroom dancing, swimming, and kickboxing. Victoria had an experience with sewing clothes, corsets, underwear, and medieval-style costumes. Her highest personal achievement were getting a driving license after that, getting a scholarship to Erasmus Mundus, and the next one is to finish it. Victoria, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you for such a really great introduction. I <laughs> I appreciate all the words here. Yeah, it's correct. I am I am all that mentioned about. I'm happy. I'm honored. I'm lucky to have you here. Very excited to know much more about you. To begin with this, if your friends could describe your personality, what would they say about you? I guess the first um, impression of all of my friends that they would say that I'm really a nice person. And after that, they would say, I'm really smart. Maybe I'm uh, more introverted. But first description would be, I'm really a nice girl. <laughs> I love that. And I want to discuss that first and further. Because a lot of people have this idea that if you're a nice person, you will get abused, that the world needs you to be cruel, that if you're nice, you will be abandoned, and that many people will take advantage of that. So how do you stay a nice person, even though there are those ideas that nice people suffer in this world? I guess, like, um, I also can suffer. I have bad days, I have bad mood, and sometimes I can uh, hurt people whom I love because my mood is not the best and my behavior doesn't, doesn't let me be the best person as I used to be, that they call me nice. But I just think that this, uh, like, perception of world that most people are trying to be nice and their first impression is not to make you dislike you just they want to be nice and they want to stay nice all the uh, time uh, you can find out that they are bad that they do something inappropriate and their behavior is abnormal or something like this but first impression is usually people are good they most people are good and those exceptions that's highlighted in social media in our uh, news 
it doesn't reflect the reality. Most people are trying to be nice. And that's how I kind of managed to still be nice. If, uh, if something bad happens, I just try to uh, apologize for my behavior because I know that it's not the person's fault that I had a bad mood and I did that action. So if, if I feel after that 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 wasn't uh, like very right of me to do something to that perf- uh, person unfair, so of course I will apologize. I understand fully and completely. And then I wonder, after the full-scale invasion and the war in Ukraine, how were you able to keep your positivity and your ability to be nice and see the good in people? Because many could see the reality and the world as a dark place that because of the war you begin to hate some people and all that. So how did you keep yourself positive? Mm, I cannot be negative. Like negativity is not that... uh, it's not part of my identity and when i feel negative towards someone else i feel bad inside of me that i don't i don't like this feeling of uh, being in contradiction like arguing with someone and even though like i i hate what russians do with ukraine now that they have started the war and they still continue to kill our people and every day something bad happens and of course it hurts me a lot and my reaction is not to be cruel to the whole world i'm cr- i'm really furious only at one nation and that nation is russia but i'm still a good person uh, i still try to be a good person i don't try to like to express my hateness uh, to everybody I have specific goal to reach that Ukraine should be free, liberated from uh, from this war and win this war, and it uh, and it means that I I won't be able to make this war better if I just keep uh, being angry at everybody else. So when the war started, I was just depressed, but that doesn't. But being depressed doesn't mean to be angry at everybody. So, like when I managed to get out of this like constant state of uh, state of depression, I was just trying to return myself back to be that person who liked doing all those amazing things that you mentioned, <laughs> like in the beginning. That I really like to do a lot of stuff that makes that make me better, that make me feel better. And that's how I try to translate it into the world that I can do this stuff. I can be myself even though the war is going on in Ukraine. Thank you. And I appreciate your attitude and how you take care of your mental health. And you mentioned the war. So let's discuss that a little bit. February 24th. How was that day for you? Where were you that day? How did you hear about the invasion? Did you believe it, not believe it? And how did you change as a person from that day until today? Um, on 24th of February, I fell asleep around uh, one o'clock in the midnight uh, because I was finishing my motivational letter to one of Erasmus Mundus scholarships uh, to apply for. And I woke up at 5.04 
because of uh, explosion in un, uh, like above my head, uh, like over our city, I was in Boerka. It's not far from Kiev, like 20, 25 kilometers. And my first thought was, oh, it must be some explosion like it was half a year ago when I met a man, uh, made a handmade explosive in order to kill another one near his house. So I had this uh, uh, feeling. But after that, I heard another four explosions. And I started searching more what is going on. And I found out that all Telegram channels, chats, are just screaming that the war has started, the Russia invaded Ukraine. And after that, it was kind of frustration. I can say what I did all the day. Mainly it was just reading news because lack of information was so like deep. It was like scratching inside that I need to know what's going on. I cannot live in unknownness that because it's it's terrible. It was terrifying to be just just doing nothing. You wanted to do something and you can't because you feel empty inside. And you keep scrolling all those news, seeing how many bombs have been trapped, uh, like launched into other cities, other places. So it felt like this is 24th of February. Thank you for sharing that. And all I can say is Slava Ukraini. Heroim Slava. Thank you, Victoria. And you mentioned that you were writing a motivation letter to uh, one of the Erasmus uh, programs. Why is this for you an important achievement? Why did you choose, for example, this specific program and uh, that specific university? What did you hope to get out of it? And what is your idea? Maybe there are girls who could do Erasmus, but they're not very convinced so that they understand what motivated you about it. Um. The program that I'm in now, it's not the one that I wanted like the most, but the, that's the one in which I got a scholarship. So, uh, uh, and that's one that I was writing motivational letters at night. It was for another program. Uh, it was named Intermass. It was more related to my uh, bachelor background of applied mathematics. But the fate is this, that I'm studying acoustics now. So that uh, so this program uh, Erasmus Mundus Waves, I found on the last day of deadline on thirty first of January, it was uh, literally like I uh, started searching like at eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, I found it. I understood that I have all the documented uh, documents ready. I had motivational letter. I had recommendations letters. Uh, I had all those uh, CVs and so on. And I just needed to make my professors to send those recommendation letter. And I got them very quickly, like first in the morning, second one was uh, in the evening, but I managed to upload all of that. And just it for me, it was like a, fa uh, a luck, a pure luck that I got into this program, but I found out about it just on the last day, literally on the last day. <laughs> So it's, it felt like luck, but I put a lot of efforts and I was just, I had a goal to get into master degree 
uh, abroad to get opportunity to be in this Erasmus community, as that I heard such so much from my uni- uh, my bachelor university uh, group mates. They just tried to, and they had such a great experience there. They shared so they had a little bit switched mindset that I really appreciated that they uh, they could share all those stories. They liked uh, how they could compare educational system in Ukraine and in another country. And that that's what I wanted to, that I wanted to see other people. I wanted to study something more specific than I could find in Ukraine because acoustics is pretty rare speciality, even in Europe, so <laughs> what we'll talk about in Ukraine? Of course, we have some uh, uh, like uh, specialization, specializations, uh, like in more audio uh, system design or just for architecture. But um, what I study, it's more complex, and we have a specialization in each of universities. I study in three, now it's second, and we study like different fields of acoustics. So that's kind of what I like about this program. I love that. And to ask you even further, because you are taking a lot of um, risks in life, mainly because you're trying different things, you're trying from kickboxing to creating costumes to now living in Spain. Maybe there are women in this world that because of the social isolation in the pandemic or social media or anything like that, they feel stuck in their comfort zone. They don't feel confident to live their potential and their dreams. What motivates you to live uh, like outside your comfort zone more? And what is your advice to them so that they will follow and do the same and become leaders in their lives? It's also a hard question because I'm still seeking of how to become a leader of life. I I purely understand that I may not be the best um, example to follow because I have too many uh, exciting hobbies which are really great to try, but they are really focused for really so different fields like sewing, kickboxing, reading books, also dancing. And what I would recommend other people is to, to choose your focus area and to try to be more specific in one direction. Even if you choose something creative, like it's better to stick to this creative path. Uh, you can have like some small side hobby, but it shouldn't be a lot of hobbies. And that's from what I kind of suffer sometimes. I just understand that I like the things I try. I really enjoy what I do, but it's hard to see a progress when you try to develop in a numerous amount of directions. So it's better to be like a sun ray which beams with a high intensity than be a small sun with multiple amount of small rays which move just one centimeter per day. So, yeah. I love that metaphor. It's very acoustic metaphor. <laughs> and... To ask you a bit further, because you said your identity, you identify yourself as a good person, a kind person, a positive person. Maybe, you know, we live in a time where many people in this world feel depressed. They feel very sad. How can someone develop their identity to see themselves in a positive light so that they don't identify with negativity and therefore 
they help their brain think more positively, better, especially to women. Let's say some problems happen and there are some women who uh, they hear a lot of bad news, like you said, whether from Ukraine or all over the world. They feel sad because life may be like you had your uh, a different Erasmus, maybe another girl, she comes there and then she's sad every day. Why didn't I go to the one I wanted? Why do I go to another one? So how to develop the identity of being positive so that you keep your positivity and take care of your mental health? I guess it's impossible to be always positive if you do not uh, feel those negative sides of life. Otherwise, you wouldn't have something to compare. If you live constantly in a positive mood, you you kind of feel stuck in this uh, like state and you cannot feel the difference when it's really much better positive or it's like a little deep or it's really, really bad uh, uh, situations that happen in your life. Uh, so, and you mentioned about if when you see some bad news uh, and or just something bad happen in your life and you got soaked in those bad thoughts, it's, it's good to acknowledge that you have these thoughts you have to let your emotions to live but for even from uh, for myself i do not allow to think for a long time in this direction of bad what's going on in bad uh what's going on uh like if it's good uh if it's something bad for uh for example Today I found out that a uh, train just arrived from one side of Ukraine to another and it was under fire but it uh, arrived on time uh, and it arrived to a Lviv, uh, uh, Lviv railway station from which I was uh, departing when I uh, was seeking uh, uh, a refugee a shelter in a Czech Republic and it kind of triggered me a lot because it's pretty terrifying and bad experience for me and I just got in this like anxiety state when you cannot even move you cannot even answer and what helped me the most is just to start talking to other people to ask tell me a good story <laughs> I just don't want to be in my uh, state of mind I need someone to drag me out of there and if you feel that you don't you cannot get out of what you are in now you are constantly in your bad thoughts and you cannot see any light of how to make yourself think about something good it's better to seek for help for psychotherapy help or psychology uh, or another like psychology help to go to your friends to talk at least try to use someone else's help you not always be able to help yourself thank you i love all the wisdom and the insight that you're sharing and you had the experience now of living in spain how was that adaptation to the culture and to the weather and to the food and to the people was it easy was it a bit hard are you immersed in the spanish culture or because it's erasmus you're in an environment full of all the cultures and all the people can you share someone let's say a girl from ukraine or from her country who didn't go live abroad before and she has the possibility to do it for study for work or for erasmus what to expect is there a culture shock or it's not really the case for sure uh, if you go to spain and you have never been there but you are really excited to be there 
you need to start learning language. Even simple phrases, even just how to get somewhere, you ask for a piece of apple in the supermarket or just go to a post office and want to send a postcard to your friend, you need to use your language. And in Spain, almost nobody speaks English. If you find someone who speaks English, you're really lucky. But uh, even though they might speak English, it might, they will not have a high level. So basically, my first advice is start learning language because I managed to get some basics. It helped me a lot and made my experience much better. But you shouldn't stop in this point. That's why, um, like three months after uh, arriving here, I'm not progressing in it. So uh, I feel like I'm a little bit detached of what's going on in Spain and how people like interact with each other. But it's still I I can say that I have a good experience here. I love uh, educational system that they have in university, and it's much better than I had one in Portugal. After that. Um, food is pretty good, even though it's kind of more expensive than uh, than I had uh, in Ukraine, in Portugal, but uh, they have a wide variety. Another thing that I found a pretty terrifying at first, or maybe even amusing, uh, is um, dinner time and even lunch time. For Ukraine, it's usually common to have lunch at 12, 1pm, uh, but for Spain is they usually have lunch at 2 p.m. and dinner at 9 p.m. or even later. If you are invited for someone's dinner, it's even good to come at 10 p.m. because <laughs> that's when they have a dinner. It's really late. And uh, with current lifestyle that I have in university that we go to, uh, to lectures and we end our lectures at 2 p.m. So it's kind of easy to adapt to have such a late dinner. But at first it was kind of hard. Um, about other stuff, I can say that I saw a lot in, uh, in Spain. Most of my time is pretty condensed with studying, with preparing to assignments and lectures and just trying to survive. <laughs> because uh, another aspect that might uh, get a person who travels to another country is loneliness. It's pretty hard to avoid. It's hard to deal with, but it's not something from which you can die. So, but that's what makes this experience harder, that you have to survive this state when you feel lonely. But with other people, with people from Spain, from my group mates, it's easier. And that's why I think my experience in India is pretty good. Thank you so much. I really, really love and enjoy and adore that. And... To know you even more, you spoke about your level of energy, you being someone who is um, multicultural, but you're very Ukrainian at the same time. What would you say is the attitude, the personality, the culture of the younger Ukrainian girls? How are they different, for example, from girls in Spain? How are they different in other parts? Maybe some people never visited Ukraine, especially after the war. If you could say a few words, of course, you can never represent all of Ukrainian women. You need to talk so much in order to do that. But some ideas about how you are different as a Ukrainian girl from other European girls and girls in the world and what makes 
the younger generation of Ukraine special? Uh, the first thing that I might notice uh, at once that usually Ukrainians are taller, even Ukrainian girls are taller than average. Okay, uh, in Portugal, for sure, you're gonna be uh, taller than average uh, girl and even men. So that was kind of uh, my experience for first semester in Erasmus. Uh, this one, second Erasmus in Spain, people are kind of average height as me. So it's not that big difference, but still, as I am tall uh, and other people seem so a little smaller so that kind of can be different uh second one it's about uh food uh ukrainian food uh, i just had a, a ukrainian dinner party for my birthday recently and uh, i had experience of organizing this dinner and it was really a lot of fun to cook together to share my culture with other people and what i wanted to say is that for me it was a surprise that people do not leave before 2 a.m in the morning if they came to your party i just had uh, a tradition in my family that if someone has a birthday and we have some celebration of it usually it ends before midnight usually even at 11 people start to go home and here it didn't happen i felt a little bit surprised and i was tired of that but that was the difference in culture or culture that i understood people have different expectations when they have to end their dinner to go to home or when it's a dinner so kind of like this i'm not really sure if i'm answering about uh, like culture difference but it's more about my personal experience uh, i'm pretty sure that there are more like differences that you can notice about uh, being punctual, being um, concise in your work, how you uh, talk to your teacher, uh, teachers and professors in university. Uh, but I consider myself pretty um, not shy, but not that talkative person at all. So um, I cannot say that I represent majority of like typical Ukrainian people, but in general, it's still hard because globalization work works pretty well, and you still see a lot of similarities, a lot of uh, similar features in each other, in each other, in each other's country, uh, cultures. So I guess I still feel like it's pretty back answer for this question <laughs> thank you victoria and to finish this is there any advice about life or wisdom or lesson you have learned that you try to remember for yourself and maybe you can share it with other women so that they can live happier and better uh, anything that you have you want to live more with and to remember more i guess for now that was even the first thought that appeared in my mind and the one that I already mentioned here that most people are nice and that's what I, st I keep trying to remind myself when I fear to do something that something might not happen uh, to turn out good or I will have difficulties in uh, finishing some assignment and I will be punished but usually people give you a second chance they still try to to help you they do not want to be in bad relationships with you so my main advice remember that most people are nice 
Thank you so much, Victoria. It was my privilege and my honor to have you here today, to hear your voice, to share your perspective. It's absolutely my own honor to spend this time with you. And again, all I can say is Slava Ukraini. Hello, Slava. And thank you for this wonderful podcast. I really enjoyed all this time speaking with you, answering your questions and hearing your thoughts about what I say. (laughs) 